I don't I don't want it. I feel like you got rid of Cristiano and his dressing room thing. Why bring someone else like yeah. that? You hear all the rumors about Bappe and the power struggles. Just I think like I've been seeing it since what August. Yeah. Get someone like Ivansoni with the workman, his workman um quality, yeah. his workman mentality, and you're good. Yeah, but th- you don't need any of the. I think you. I think you're not far from being right. Definitely, I think you're on. The, you're on the right track, Man United, and I think. I, I'm, I have mm. to be honest. I didn't think Casemiro was, was going to be as good as he is, but because I mean, I've always thought it's been purely a defensive midfield player. But man, the boy can pass the ball. Mm. I mean, he is. It's not just a defensive midfield player. It's just he's just a top quality player. Really is. Yeah, I watch. Um, I tend I try to watch like other leagues, and before I joined, I watched a lot of Real games. Mm. Like he was, I think people tend to pigeonhole sometimes when they don't see a lot of what's going yeah. on. Because you watch Casem, you watch the Real team, and Casemiro was always integral to them building out from be- mm. from the back and everything, and. He's even going forward. He does score the occasional goal. He's great in the air. Yeah. That was that's something I feel was an underrated. It's an underrated side yeah. of his game. But I'll tell you what, though, I'm I'm not a fan of this whole. Cody, he's playing really well this World Cup, Cody Gakpo. But I'm seeing too many, too many tweets, too much, too many statements saying United needs to go get him. Mm. I feel we need a proper striker now. I think he's already very similar to like players that we have in terms of Rashford and Sancho cutting in from the left. You got Garnacho coming in as well. Yeah. I think if you're gonna get zone, you get proper out and out striker. Because yeah. all our forward options right now. Sorry. No, I'm I'm agreeing with you completely. You need a you need a focal point who they can who you can have at the top of at the top of your at the top of your tree, you know, you need a Father Christmas. Yeah. You can stand at the top of your tree, you know, who can. Yeah, exactly. If you think what, you know, what Nunes does for Liverpool and what Ireland does for Man City, if you have that, I mean, especially having got rid of, uh, having got rid of Ronaldo. I mean, it's a, it's a, to be honest, it's a disappointing behaviour by Ronaldo. You know, this superstar attitude is, well, it, it's very disappointing, in my opinion, the way he's behaved. There's, su- there's superstar and there's diva. Messi is a superstar. Messi gets, you could, I mean, he doesn't display publicly, but you can tell he has a lot of control mm. in a lot of teams he plays in. But this is diva. Yeah. To go out like that, to go out with the interview right before the World Cup, everything, to say all those things he said. Like, let's be honest, a lot of things he said were right. The club has stagnated. Ownership needs a change, but then to go after Ten Hag, to go after Ragnit, to go after your teammates, uh, it's just it's just a sign that he's lost the plot. Yeah, and one that really disgusted me is the comment about Rooney, because all Rooney said is, "Look, you're getting older, you're gonna accept the fact you can't play every game, and there are some games that you're not, you don't fit in the manager's tactics, mm. and you can't play." And he went, he 
somehow turn it into a beauty contest. He's jealous because I'm more, I'm better looking. I mean, come on, that's that's primary school shit. That's what kids in primary school say. Oh, I'm I'm finer than you. There was no logical reasoning to that. No, I I agree. It's um. It's a part of the problem, I think, when you've got professional sportsmen who don't live in the real world. They live in there. They probably have mm. people around them who just sort of a lot of yes men, uh, basically just encourage them to say what they want to say, and they get away with it. And they just don't live in the real. That there's a lack of reality in terms of how they behave. And I think Ronaldo is definitely one of those. So yeah. But anyway, but yeah. so I think who, reality is going to knock it. Who's your favourite to win the whole thing? The World Cup. Mm. I, I feel like Brazil or France. I I know it's a bit of a cop out to give two options, but I don't know. I feel France. To be honest, they are missing quite a few guys. I think injuries might be the reason they don't repeat. Mm. But I like Brazil. People, I know Serbia, Switzerland. They haven't looked, you know, but like summer boys. But sometimes. That's fine. Mm. Like it's there's nothing wrong with that. Like you you've got to be functional when you need to be. Serbia and Switzerland are tough teams to play. If you remember France in the last World Cup, I think the only goalless draw in the entire World Cup was France's game with Denmark in the group stage. Right. And exactly light things up. Mm. So I think it's fine. It's in the knockout stages where you start to see where these teams really come about, where they start to really hit second gear. You want to see them hit second gear, hit third gear, be their best selves. Otherwise, right now, group stage, I feel like a lot of the bigger countries, it's, it's just a time for them to, like England, like the blasted three round beat Wales today. But yep. against USA, they were poor. But Again, group stage, as long as you get the job done, you come first, you come second. That's the important thing at this point. So I say Brazil because I think they've got a lot of winners in that team. Mm. I think defensively and in midfield, they've got solid options and they've got a bit of variety. And going forward, the only thing I'd say is they've, they lack, like we've spoken about, Richarlison's done a good job so far. They lack that focal points in attack. But I think they could do something without it. But watch out for France. What about you? Who do you think uh, was your favourite Yeah, team? it's interesting because I, I'm going to be very sad and actually go with the same two teams. Because what I like yeah. about Brazil is that... Okay, let me take, take Neymar out. But they're actually... They're, they're a team that actually the sum of the team, the sum of the parts is actually greater than the individuals. You know, because, I mean, you uh. they play so well together as a, t- as a unit. I mean, you think, Richardson, okay. Richardson, you would not think he's a very, very good player, but you would not think he's a superstar striker. Yet, when he plays in that Brazil team, he's the focal point. You know, he is, he's, a, he's a father Christmas. He's a focal point who can do stuff at the front. I really, really like Brazil. I think they they work hard for each other. Um, I love the way they play. I love the Vincenzis, uh, Vincenzis Jr. on the left wing. I think he's superb. I think Rafini, 
I, I was surprised how well he's played on that right. You know, the, a lot of these guys normally are, are big strikers, like to play further forward, like to play inside, but they're happy to play in the positions when they play in that Brazil team. So I, 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 I'm, I'm very, they're, they're my first choice. In terms of my second choice, actually, like you, France, Mbappe to me is the best player in the world. He just has everything. He just has everything. You know, he can even score with headers, which is just amazing. You know, he's a great player. So, and and they've got, even though they've had a lot of injuries, like you say, they really have a team that that's working hard. There's a lot of good players in there. I, I think Griezmann, the way he's sort of dropped off and playing that like number ten role, is working really well for them. I think they've got a lot of fit, athletic midfield players. Uh, no, I've got like you. They're my two teams. I think England. I think people. I, th- I think people underestimate how good USA are. I think USA. Are really were very strong, very athletic. I think you might say. I think that the the, the issue might be more with the way that Gareth Southgate set that team up. I think that he set them up in a more defensive manner because he he, he didn't really. I think I think he was looking trying to a counter attack against against the USA, and therefore the the team played slightly slightly more defensively and did and allowed well not only allowed USA to play the game that they played but actually I think USA are a better team than a lot of people think they are so I, I don't I think we're, we're not too bad the England team is not too bad and I got to tell you I think Jude Bellingham is absolutely awesome that boy I tell you what if you want to buy a midfield player if Man United want to go and buy a player Go buy Jude Bellingham. I know he's probably going to go to Liverpool, but all the signs are. But you know that he is a super. That boy is going to, is going to be a superstar. Yeah, he actually probably always a superstar. He he to me is being one of the. I just love the way he plays. He's he's his timing on the ball. I just love the whole. Uh, he's a box to box player. He's actually good in the air. Great technically. I think he did the right thing going off to play in Germany. You know, great looking player. Really is. Really is. Looks like what he's going to be. He's yeah, one of the best players in the world right now. Already at 19. Yeah. He's one of the best players in the world. So England are so, there. You know, I've, I've, got, I've got England in that second group. Alongside the likes of, I mean, Holland. I'm not, I'm not sure about Holland, but I, you know, I'll get, well, to me, yeah, Holland. They're there, thereabouts to me. Holland aren't as, a, as not a bad team, but uh, but I think the I think Brazil and, and France are the two best teams. Yeah, for me, definitely. Yeah. I mean, who who do you, what do you think about all the shocks that we've had though throughout this World Cup? You know what? Um, big up the African countries. You know, big up the African countries. Big up the Asian countries. Because Saudi Arabia, what they did to Argentina, Japan versus Germany, mm. even Ghana and Cameroon have come into play, have come to play. Yeah. I'm loving it. I'm loving it. It's something different. Uh, and of course, these countries, I don't want to sound biased, but they have the best fans. They bring the noise. Absolutely. They bring the, energy. They bring the party atmosphere. Absolutely. They get the place going. It's rocking. And 
where they have the big drums out there and the people are making noises. Exactly. It's a party the atmosphere. Trumpet is beautiful. And of course, the colours as well. Yeah. It's lovely to see long may continue. You want to see this happening. You want to see these countries balling out. Yeah. I mean, and honestly, I won't call it. I won't call them upsets because I am enjoying it. I'm loving it. <laughs> I'm not upset at all with any of this. Well, well, to be honest, all to be honest, I thought Saudi were unlucky. I mean, to me, if no, it's been quote a torment of upsets. I think this could have been more. I think Canada, if they had a bit more quality about them, should have won their first yes. game. You know, the, the, the missed penalty was a bit of a disappointment. But, uh, you know, I, I think there's been... And to me, Saudi should have won should have won their second game. In the first half, they were the better team. They were a better team against Poland. Yeah. They were much better than them. And therefore, I was very disappointed that they went out. You know, they didn't beat Poland. So, I, I you know, there's some... The Middle Eastern teams and the African teams... I've definitely come to party. I've definitely come to play. And uh, yeah. I, I think one of the things that's, that's been surprising to me is been, has been the play of Bel- Belgium. I thought Belgium, to me, were going to be one of the big teams in this tournament. Yeah, But they have been a massive disappointment. They've clearly... They're a team that's got, it's got, gone... It's really too old. Uh, you know, I, I just don't think they're... The pressing style is just not working. Uh, I'm glad you said that. Absolutely, I'm glad you said that because that was the next thing I was going to bring up. Yeah. Because again, I was speaking to friends about it yesterday, a couple of days ago. Yeah. And I was talking. We were talking about the golden generation and really how it's been wasted because in the big moments, big tournaments, they've just choked it. Yep. Because uh, was it twenty sixteen Euros where they've they lost to Wales in the quarterfinals? They have not. I I think also the decision to hire Roberto Martinez, like he's a good manager, he's a decent manager, but really to manage this group of this group of talent, really, I think that's where they made a mistake, and of course. I don't think the squad is too old per se. I just think it's the defense that's too old. Yeah, because that's valid. This who's the starting center back? The Vertonghen outdoor. Yeah. Um, if um, Vertonghen is what thirty five. Yeah. Outdoor world's thirty three. Thirty four. Like, thirty four. Yeah. Thirty. Yeah, is the thirty four, thirty five. I mean. Why? Why? Also, Why? I agree. And the other side to it, though, is is the lack of pace. Uh, you know, they they, they don't have, they had that. They've got some young players. They had that winger who they played in the Euro in the Euros. He's very very quick. They they seem to not. Tr- Martinez doesn't seem to trust his younger players to allow them to come through and play. He's sort of. Continually gone back to the old guard. And Batistua, I'm not a fan. I think he's the most overrated, for one of the most overrated forwards there is. You know, I, Who's that? Batistua. Batistua? Oh, is, is he rated anymore? I think he was rated for a season. 
at Marseille, well, and then he went to Chelsea, and then it was rubbish. Chelsea's number nine curse broke him. Yeah, but and it's not I, been the same since. To me, he's a disappointment. I don't think his his game's not improved. His touch not His touch hasn't improved. He's got pace, but yeah. there's something about the way he, he doesn't play. He's not a target man. He's the kind of player who plays off a target man. If they played somebody else, if if if, if the Kaku was fit, which of course is the problem for them. He's a kind of player that could play off of him, but him as the main striker just doesn't work. You know, it's, it's he's just not worked anywhere he's been, as far as I'm concerned. It's like they miss like a Benteke kind of influence. Yeah, That's the way Giroud does things for France. Yeah, just that big guy up front. Yeah, but have have you seen the news from today? No. There's apparently there was a bust up between Rettungen, De Bruyne, and Hazard. Really? And it, I think it, it's centered up around age and speed. Yeah. And Lukaku had to break it up. Yeah. It's all over. It's in the news. Oh. So there you go. The teams, they're breaking up. The golden generation in quotes. That's sad. Seems Only seems to be gold-plated, really. Yeah, that's sad. Because De Bruyne is clearly one of the most gifted attacking midfield players, well, I've seen in Europe. And mm. uh, yeah, but it's just not brought it to the table. It's just not brought it to the table Hazard's, at all. Hazard's the one looking like he's he actually wants to do something for his country. But again, I mean, the Morocco games, the the lineup back to Roberto Martinez. I the lineup was baffling. Mm. I, I didn't understand it at all. It was like he was playing central midfield as an attack, trying to have. Attackers in midfield. I I was really confused by it, and this whole back three nonsense. Like, just play your full backs. Get Castania and Munier are not the best, but you can play them as full backs. You can have like Axelwitzo and Tielemans in a forty. Yep. Three one. You can have De Bruyne as a ten. You can have Batshuayi or whoever up front. Have Hazard and someone else coming off the wings. Or play four three three and have similar same players. I don't get why he sticks to this three five two nonsense because the defense it seems to be exposed down the wings. There's not enough support there. Midfield is slow, and it's just lacking all over, man. Honestly, mm. lacking all over. No, I, I, I yeah. yeah, I think that. Well, I've I've not seen the results because I've been out today, so. But, uh, yeah, I don't think they're not a team that's going to do anything. That's it. You know that. I mean, they're, they're basically, they're out. As far as I'm concerned, they're out. They're, especially based on what you're telling me with regard to this break. This, there's been a, allegedly this breakup, this fight within the, within the dressing room or a skirmish within the dressing room. So let's see what happens okay. there. But, yeah. But what else, have, what else have you enjoyed about this World Cup? Clearly, the 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 rise of the underdog, or well, not actually. You're right. It's not the rise of the underdog. It's the leveling. It's the leveling of football around the, the world. Field. Because yeah. in the old days, people used to, Europe dominated, then South America dominated, but now we're seeing the Middle East and Africa come actually coming to the table much more strongly than they've done for a long, long time. So it's, yeah. that's probably the, that's probably the better conversation. Yeah, yeah. It's the, there's a leveling of ability. I mean, I th- I thought the way that Iran dispatched uh, Wales, you know, Wales. that that was 
a very strong. They were much stronger, much, technically much, much better, and a level of fitness that could keep them going. So these are the kind of things which historically have always held, I think, sort of some of, some of the sort of Middle Eastern teams back. And a bit disappointing for South Korea. You know, I thought they might have done a bit more. But, uh, and also Japan, a bit disappointing for them as well. But yeah, they've all demonstrated that they can do stuff in this World Cup. Definitely. Yeah. So, I think South Korea is, that case isn't too surprising. Yeah. Because I feel like they relied a bit too much on Sun. And he's not fit, so it seems like the whole country kind of pinned their hopes on him being fit. I, I don't like it because if you think about Senegal, like you didn't really expect much with money out, but the rest of the team rallied. Mm. If even with um Iran, Iran played well. There's like they've got Mediterranean for Porter's striker. Mm. He's brilliant. He's I think he's one of the more underrated guys in Europe. But they didn't played just for him they mm. kind of used the entire team came together and played together as one and i think that's the key yeah you can point to the usa as well in a kind of way with pulisic none of that the whole team played together yep and i think that was south korea's issue it seems to be they were waiting and even wales with bill it seems to be they were waiting for that star to provide something it was just sit back hoof the ball and wait for us to provide. There was no proper game plan for anything else. So I'm not too surprised that both teams, both countries are out. Yeah. The other side... Yeah, sorry, you go on. Well, I was going to say, I, I agree with you, especially I think with the situation with South Korea. They, I mean, that sense of forward who scored the two goals, he looked dynamic. Oh. And there's the sheer fact he didn't, they didn't start him. He's like, what is wrong with you? Yeah, I think you're completely right yeah. that that that's a team that because they're so f- centered and trying to make Son their main player, they they didn't let some of the other really great attacking players come through and actually have a real major part in the tournament. Hmm. Exactly. Um, yeah, but the other thing to look at in this World Cup mm. is the political side of things. I think we've got to touch on that at some at least at the very least like iran the iran usa preview was all about politics but most specifically i think it's important that we point out that we stand with you know members of the lgbtq plus community if we we don't i genuinely i really don't like this whole show from fifa about the no one love armbands. Yeah. Um, stand with the women of Iran. I love, like, I, I didn't get, did you see Infantino's speech? I heard bits of it. For the World Cup, where he, where he, he spoke about being bullied and he's, he feels Qatar, he feels Saudi. Like, what on earth is that for? What? I, I feel it's so obvious now that there's money that's this. I feel like there's Qatari money that's been is that's padding those FIFA pockets. Because Sir Blatter came out and said it. He said this whole social ranking and everything for countries to host the World Cup 
came out after they picked Qatar for the World Cup. Mm. And he says if it had been done before, Qatar would have been lost. There's no chance they would be hosting it now. Absolutely. And, uh, However, it's just that, well, everyone knew that. Yeah. Uh, like you, I think it's, I, I have. I have I have slightly different views uh, than you on this. Um, first of all, I fully support what you said about the LGBT community in, the, in terms of the need that that you know this whole not allowing them to wear the rainbow armbands is is wrong, absolutely wrong. However, yeah. there's two, a couple of things here. I mean, allegedly, Qatar spent something like two hundred thirty billion dollars on this world cup right but the bulk of that money has gone into western firms so it's not like this money's gone to lots of british firms or you know it's got lots and lots of qatari firms a lot of a lot of the organizations have done the building in the middle in in, in the qatar have been western organizations so the money's actually gone out of qatar okay now the issue that that if, to make it a political point here, but I, I know it's a sports po- sports podcast, but I would say to you that one of the issues for me has been with it is that the biggest one, the big problem is the lack of regulations in terms of building regulations that has allowed a number of people to die. I mean, nobody knows the right, the real number. People have said three thousand, they've said thirty. The real number is somewhere between those two, between those sets of figures. Yeah. Okay, but the point about it is, is because they have not had the right level of building regulations in place to try and maintain the quality of the construction industry within that country, and that construction has been done by Western organisations. That's what the problem has been. So the West has actually been has been actually an ally if another one of a better term to the to the, the, the qataris in terms of maintaining poor processes in terms of building construction now none of this has seemed to be coming out which to me is disappointing okay so don't have, so when people have a go at the qataris this is where i think this is where a point where i think that the, the president of fifa is right okay the west is complicit is duplicitous, duplicitous in this situation because they 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 cry foul about what's going on there, but they have been the part, one of the major people who have actually supported that particular regime, which is very very typical. So that that that's a concern. So therefore, I have there is an element that we says is the truth in that. But the other part, which I would say to you, this is an opportunity. For, I think the level of the level of criticism to to the Qataris about their lack of support, about their regular about how they treat LGBT about how they treat the LGBT community, is in my mind um, something that this whole event will actually focus on, on them. So they, they've had to try and hopefully we're hoping to open up there and hopefully up to become more aware that they need to change their attitude to some of these sorts of things. So um, I think. Rather than it being hidden away, which of course it never was, but actually it's really brought to the forefront. So therefore, I think that hopefully there's going to be some opportunities for some changes in that country going forward. And I, and I think it's good that it does that. So yeah, there, I, I have, yeah, like you, I, I have concerns, but I also am hoping that this will try and do some changes. Now, I might be naive in terms of my view. You could say, Uncle Leslie, you're naive. 
and I'd accept that. But that we, but we can live in hope. Okay, the World Cup's gone there. Yeah, it's it, it's too late to change it, and therefore what we now need to try and do is try and maintain, put more pressure on them to try and ensure that there's some of the things that they view, which is is a crime against humanity, really. I mean, not allowing, basically saying it's a sickness. I, I heard somebody say that being gay is a sickness. That's that's crazy nonsense. Oh, it's a lifestyle choice. These kind of things, are, these statements are unacceptable you know, to be made in this day and age. So it, uh, I completely agree with you. So I think that the president of FIFA, in terms of the, some of the comments he's made, um, some parts I think is true, but certain parts, hey, he's not been responsible in terms of in terms of what it, in terms of the role that he's trying to do. And like you say, he's just he's he's just placating. The, the Qataris and other sets of people so who will continue to fund and put money into their pockets, which will disappear, which is classic. Uh, that's I'm with you on that. Yeah. Completely with you. Yeah, I think it's not a good show for FIFA right now. It's no. really not. No, which is a shame yeah. because, I mean, football is the world's game. And they they are there really to try and help the well. They're there to be the people meant to try and support the growth of football and be its protectors, yeah. really. And exactly. since that Blatter and the others, that's been a, it's, it's become such a political football, for want of a better term, for excuse, that it's, it's just sad what's going on there. Really sad. But anyway, having said that, let's get back to talking about football. <laughs> yeah. You got any predictions for the games tomorrow? None, none. Because as I keep saying, it's it's it's, it's a bit of a shock to me. You, you, have you got some? Give me yours. Well, Denmark Australia. I don't know too. I think it's going to be like I feel two nil. Denmark, France okay. Tunisia. I'm feeling a three one. Argentina <laughs> Poland. I'm seeing. I don't know, too, too many. I, to be honest, I don't know. Yeah. I don't really have... It's it's, too, it's difficult. You see, you see, the difficulty is, right, I think France, for example, are already qualified, right? Yeah. And therefore, I think they're going to rest some of their key players. I mean, since the thought, they'd rest Mbappe. Unless Mbappe says, I want to win the golden boot. So therefore, he says, okay, he's going to play. But logically, you want to rest Mbappe, right? They they've got some yeah. players who've got injury, small niggles. So let's see what they do. So I, I'm not sure. I mean, who who they're even going to play? That's my concern. Denmark. I don't know. They don't look good to me. I just there's something about them. They, they to me they've just. <sighs> They're not there. That, not not the fact that they're not there, but they they have an over reliance on Christian Eriksen, and the rest of the team is just physical. So I'm not sure. I don't know. I, I, that's the great thing about this. Uh, to me, that's what's good about this World Cup. I you can't really predict what's really going to happen. I mean, if France play the full team out, then France are going to win. But are they going to are they going to try that hard? Are they going to put all the four players out? I ain't sure. Given that they've already qualified, so thing is though they've got they've got quite a deep squad. Yeah, 
That's valid. They got quite difficult. So you never know. You never know. But this is something we just have to wait and see. But who can replace Mbappe? They could bring in Coleman. Um, Dembele could still start. Could bring Coleman, Dembele could still start. Who else have they got to squad? Okay, bring Dembele across the left hand side. Coleman plays yeah, the right. Really, conceivably, let me see who else they have in the squad. I actually don't know that squad. Well, Dembele can play on the left. Yeah. If actually, in fairness, in fairness, then Billy actually has not played too badly. He's, yeah. You know, I, I've actually quite, I've enjoyed watching him play. In, in truth, Coleman, he's he's disappointed me because I, I remember when he first came to was it Bayern Munich, he was jet quick, jet quick. You know, superb player, but he doesn't seem to have kicked off. It's a, it's a, I. Th- He's a bit like a Rashford type player, you know. When he first came out, you think he's going to be a superstar, but he's just never got over that hurdle to that next level to me. But um, yeah, now I, I, to me, Mbappe is the make step. You see, the, what this is my view, right? This is why I think Brazil are a better team. Neymar, yeah. if Neymar doesn't play, I don't think I don't think it impacts Brazil whatsoever, or very slightly. In fact, they might be a better team if it, if he doesn't play, because they mm-hmm. they move the ball quicker. You know they've got that. Whereas I think if Mbappe doesn't play for France, they're not winning the World Cup. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. I so agree with that. yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, but also, I mean. But you could be right. Sure, I, mean, just... I mean, France does have a deep. I mean, I say France is one of my two teams to win it. So, but that's because. Of, but yeah, they've got some good players. I like them. I'm not sure about their defenders. Veron, well, he's your player. I mean, yeah. he's just going back from injury. He's you know he's not been. He needs to have a few more games, I think, to get his legs under him. So let's see how it goes with him. But that yeah. was my next point. I think. They are thin on fullbacks because they've lost Lucas Hernandez yeah. to injury. So they've got Tio and Herlaminion left. But at right back, I think they've not got, apart from Pavard, they don't have anyone who regularly plays at right back. Yeah. I think an injury there could be very disastrous yeah. for them. So it is a situation to keep an eye on for France. What do you think I... of Spain's campaign so far? Well, actually, it's an interesting one because that first game. I mean, I, actually, I I should put Spain in in that second group of of teams that I think could do something uh, because yeah. I think to me they were miles better. Not miles. They were significantly technically better than Germany. I was disappointed in Germany. I didn't say this before. I think the I was very disappointed in terms of their, their striking power. Their striking partners. Um, I, I, I think they worked hard, but there's a lack of quality in the German team, which is unusual. Yeah. But having said that, see, Germany is the kind of team that as as the tournament gets stronger, they get stronger. You know, that's what Germany does. They they uh, they just get stronger and stronger historically. So, I, I they 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 could yeah, Germany are always a, 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 could be a surprise unit. But Spain, 
technically are very, very good. Uh, they've got good forwards. They, I think they're good at the back. I'm not the keeper isn't as good as as I thought it would be actually. I mean, well, they didn't bring David to the World he, Cup. So yeah, well, I, I, I know that. Yeah, I mean, I know he's got his problems with his feet. To me, he's a bit like Hugo Lloris when we've talked about this before. So like David, David, David hit to here. I can understand why you're not brought in because Spain likes to roll the ball. They like a footballing goalkeeper. Okay, yeah. so I can understand why he's not there. But yeah, I, I mean, Spain are, 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 are there and thereabouts. You could be right, say it there. But I've just got two teams ahead of everybody else. The rest are just a bunch. Of, it's like with England, England, Brazil, England, Spain, um, Holland. They're all in that second tier of teams that could do something. But yeah, mm. I, 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 you see, I actually Holland. think. Go on, Holland. I said I'm not impressed. I they. I feel like they're one of sixteen quarterfinals kind of team. <clears throat> um, they don't really. They don't strike fear into you. They just. I feel like they're boring. They're just like a good team away from just getting knocked out. They're there yeah. to show that they're better than bad teams. They're better than average teams, but. Once the good teams come about, it feels like Collins just goes. But do you not think, this is, this is back to the point, I, I actually think none of those, I don't think Spain really strikes fear into anybody. Germany definitely doesn't strike fear into anybody. I think I don't think England, I think England doesn't really either. I mean, if, if England go out and att- and play an aggressive midfield approach, and if Harry Kane can start scoring some goals, or I mean, he's a, he's doing great assists, but he needs to score. But I, I, to me, there's there's no team outside of Brazil and France that to me strike fear into anybody, which in one sense is a good to thing. Be, to be honest, I just wanted to text that point. Mm. I think we forgot about Portugal. I think on that day. Portugal can knock the best team out. Um, let's not forget they've won. They won last uh Euros in twenty sixteen. They won Nations League twenty eighteen. Yeah, are, it's. I think it's a similar thing to England in that. I think they have a more talented squad. I'm gonna be honest. I'm gonna put that out there. But I think there are situations like England where they've got a very um defensive minded manager. In the in Fernando Santos, he's not gonna put his best attacking options on pitch at the same time. He right. seems to favor like solidity at the back over free flowing football, and I guess to each their own. But it doesn't make the best use of the guys they have. But I think they are one team that if they are on that day, they can put it away. I mean, look at the Ghana game. Ghana held on so well. And then what? In a flurry, five ten minutes, they just blitz them to the yeah. goals. That was the game. Well, a so good point. I think they are a team that could. They're a solid team, and of course, I'm a bit worried about Uruguay because you think I expected them to do a bit better than they have done so far. Which, in one sense, brings us back to the point where we started. This is what makes this World Cup quite good because. It's quite open, in you know. Yeah. 
because yeah, there are a lot of teams, there's still lots of surprises that could come through. And certain teams will probably get stronger and stronger as they get to the next phase. And, yeah. uh, well, we'll see. I, I, I'm enjoying it. You know, I wouldn't put money on any, you know, I put money on England because I'm, I, I support the England football team. But, you know, Brazil of all the teams that I admire the most, they played, they play the football. They they play the Akoni way. They play in a, a a pressing game, a pressing style game, which is what I like to see when teams play. And they and and they strike quickly. I love one touch football. I do enjoy one touch football. It is yeah, that to me opens up teams so quick. Yeah, that, it's great football to watch when they're on. But but there's other teams around that can start doing it as well. The so the, the game is yeah. Right. Tell you what. No, no, you go ahead. Croatia, Croatia is. Um, don't forget, Croatia got to the finals last time. Last time out, they could, they could be in there at some point. They could be a challenger. They could be a dark horse, but we, it remains to be seen. Um, I think they did well in the first game, but last week against. Sorry, the last game against um Morocco. Yeah. Morocco is a decent team, to be honest. Yeah, so that was the first game. That was the first game, and then Croatia came back against Canada. Yeah. So I think yeah. they are someone that to keep an eye on. You're right, but I think the thing with I think they're a physical team, Croatia. I think Luka Modric is not the player that he was, and therefore, to me. I think quality can a team with quality can actually will do well against them. Um, I think Canada. I mean, Canada to me, if we, if I look at the 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 teams that surprise me, I I quite enjoy looking Canada play because they play with a real free spirit. They play with like an African team, you know. They 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 just lacked a good centre forward who could put who could score the goals. But I love the the way they ran, they pressed, you know, there was a naivety to their football, for want of a better expression. And it was quite good. It was yeah. quite refreshing to see that kind of play. But, uh, you know, if, if, if they can keep that team together, uh, they, could, they could, in a four years' time, and in the Americas, I think they could do some damage. Definitely. Hmm. Yeah. I, I think in... The next what two three weeks are going to be fun to watch. It's going to be really fun to watch. It's going to be good fun. I I'm looking forward to, or how that especially this is a couple of games over. The, I mean, I the, the games coming up, the games over the weekend. I mean, the England England Senegal game is going to be great because I think Ooh. that's going to be the physical. There's going to be England come against against a strong physical team. And if they can, and that will determine to me how far they can go. If they can, if they can cope with the physicality which Senegal will play the game on, that will determine what what they will do going forward. But, but uh, let's see, let's see. Okay, then, man. Yeah. Nice to catch up after a long time, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's been too long, too long. But uh, yeah, don't worry. 
We'll, we'll keep this up. Weekly. Yeah. Would it be good to catch up next week after and have a review of what have we seen the games that have been played and what we thought about what's sure. taken place. Yeah. Any predictions really quickly for the first two round of 16 games? So Netherlands, USA and England, Senegal. I think Netherlands will beat USA. No, I don't know. You see, USA are... Okay, Netherlands will beat USA. I think it's going to be 2-1. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think it's going to be 3-1 to England over Senegal. And I will project that one of the Senegal players will be sent off. Oh, interesting. Interesting. I agree with your score predictions. Um, I don't know about the Senegal players in there, but... That's something to watch. Yeah. That's something I'd like to see. Definitely. Um, you know what? I'm going to lock that in. We'll come <laughs> back next week and we'll talk about these predictions of yours. Yep. Do yeah. that. Let's talk about them. Because I think that I think Senegal are going to go out and be really aggressive to England. And I think somebody's going to get sent off with two yellow cards. It won't be a straight red. It'd be two yellows. Yeah. I, I, I got the feeling that's what you were going for. Yeah. Don't worry. I got you. I yeah, yeah. Because I think they're going to kick, they're going to kick Rashford, and they're going to kick, for yeah, they're just going to kick them up. But when the ball comes up to them, they're not going to let them go by them. They're going to take them out. And uh, okay. let's see. That's what I'm, I'm predicting. That's what I'm going to say. Okay. Is you sorry? I was going to let it go, but you just said something there. So do you think it's Rashford folding over Saka, Sterling? Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. Right, we'll keep an eye out for that. Yeah, yeah. See yeah. if Gareth surprises. Because I tell you what surprised me today about England. He didn't bring Saka. I thought he might have brought Saka on in the, in the second half. You know, to give him a run as well. Mm. But he didn't do that at all. He just no, very interesting. I think I think his aim was to give people with zero minutes game time. Yeah. I think it was a bit more surprising Madison didn't come on. Yeah, that's the other one. That's true. I'm surprised at that too. That would have been a perfect opportunity to give him a bit of a run out. Perfect opportunity. You know, very surprised. And the other thing, which is is interesting to me, is that I thought you would have taken Jude Bellingham off as well. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because I remember at that time I was thinking, Bellingham is... On the pitch, why does he need to be here? Yeah. It, 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 bring him, bring, I don't know. thing is, bring Conor Gallagher on for him. There's no need for him to be there. Or no. bring Madison on. Oh, so give but, Madison a few minutes, yeah. Yeah. Um, he didn't get injured, or hopefully he didn't get injured. No. But uh, that that's, that's the one for Sunday. me. But yeah, let's wait till Sunday. All right. It's always good to talk to you, man. You too, Uncle Leslie. Okay. Let's speak next week. week. Take care. You too. Bye. Bye.